0: Blob Talk Radio. Greetings all and welcome to Getting Loopy. Join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. for a little loopy fun. Today is, I have no idea what today is. It's August, I know that. August 6th? That sounds promising. This is August, yay, it's August 6th. August 6th, 2018. Um, so many of you have noticed um, on nights when I don't have guests I have not been doing the show unless I had something important to say in the past. I have done solo shows when guests were not booked, Um, but you only want to hear me rant so many times. So if I have stuff to say, I'll say it. If not, and there are no guests booked. Now, I am trying to book guests, but back in the day when Getting Loopy was around the first time, we were the only all-crochet podcast going. And people were clamoring to get on the show. Now that there is so much competition, it is not as easy as it once was. So uh, I do talk to people. And as soon as I can get people booked, I will book them. Um, on the other hand, you know, I'm not out there with a whip in a chair trying to make people come on on Monday night. So on that note, um, next Monday, which is the... Crud. Is that the 13th? Yes. Next Monday, the 13th, there's definitely not a show because I'm on the road. I am going to North Jersey to see Miss Little Loopy for the coming weekend. And then after that, we are headed off to the Lancaster Fiber Festival because I of course will be teaching and helping out in the make and take booth and doing demonstrations and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, Little Loopy is going to be there too. She's going to be helping out. I, I'm not sure what job she wound up taking, but she decided to come with me. And so the presenter, Judith, that you all heard on the show last time, and if you didn't listen to that, you should. Um, So little Loopy is going to work at the festival also and help us out. So that's pretty cool. Uh, What else is going on? Um, I have have been making an attempt at YouTube Live. So I did my first one this past Thursday at 2 o'clock. The YouTube channel is called Hooked for Life with Mary Beth Temple. And if you search that in the Google search box, the YouTube search box, then the channel will pop right up. And of course, I'd be delighted if you would subscribe to the channel and like a couple videos. But um, I have talked repeatedly about trying to get my social media together. But honestly, you guys, I can't do everything at once. So YouTube is where I've been focusing. So I did my first YouTube Live this week. Now, I will do another one on, I'm going to do it Wednesday. Today was supposed to be my day. That was my plan. I was going to do every Thursday. But I realized if I'm on the road, which as you know, I'm on the road frequently, Thursday is very often a travel day, and it is this week. So I'm going to do my YouTube Live this Wednesday, August 8th, uh, which coincidentally is my birthday. So for my birthday, I want you to all come to my YouTube Live, or at least listen to it later and leave a comment. So... One of the reasons I had stopped doing the video log is because I felt like I didn't have a through line. But it has been uh, put to me by several people who are interested in the kind of work I do that they would be interested in watching the process. So what I did last week is I, did, I held up five different indie yarns that I'm working with, and I was asking people which one they thought I should do first. So there's five different indie yarns that are in that video. I often put them on Instagram, which is hooked number four, Life LLC. I would love a follow there, too, if you're so inclined. And I also put that photo on the Hooked for Life Facebook page. And so what's happening, I said to people, I can't decide which one to do first. You guys pick. And um, there are five choices, and they're pretty much, (laughs) the uh, requests are pretty much spread across the board. So If you're the type of person that likes to do that kind of thing and you would like to vote, do it anywhere. Do it on Instagram. Do it on Facebook. Do it on uh, YouTube. But uh, let me know because – and let me know soon because this Wednesday, man, I'm going to have to show something. So (laughs) help me pick what I'm going to work on first, and I will work on it tomorrow so I have something to show on YouTube Live on Wednesday. Um, And that's about it. I'd appreciate the social shares. I appreciate you guys that are using the Amazon ad on hookedforlifepublishing.com slash blog. I I appreciate you guys doing that. Oh, and the other thing you guys probably haven't seen, there's a blog post and a video post on two different single crochet twos together that has been getting a lot of love. It's the single crochet, well, I guess it's two different single crochet decreases. It's the single crochet two together, and then um, it's a front loop single crochet two together. People are calling it the amigurumi or the invisible single crochet decrease decrease. Um, There's video on that and a tutorial with photos. Uh, Generally speaking, I liked the look better of the AMI decrease, but if you look on the wrong side, I like the single crochet two together better. So if I was working in the round, I might try the AMI one. If I'm working flat, I might stick the single crochet two together, but check the blog or the YouTube channel and take a look and see which one you prefer. So joining us tonight is Jesse Rayot from Jessie at Home, and we met a couple of years ago, but have gotten to be buddies, so I'm very excited to have her on, and uh, we almost had a, uh, um, Jesse. are you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> Hello. Yay. I was just <laughs> talking nice people. We almost, we almost had a Linda Dean moment there <laughs> so, for a minute. Um, <laughs> You guys could hear both of us and we couldn't hear each other, but we did manage to get it fixed. So welcome, Jesse. This is this is your first time on Getting Loopy, so I'm very yes, excited you here. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, you have to answer the uh, traditional first question, which is when did you learn to crochet and who was it who taught you?
1: Well, I learned to crochet when I was nine from my great-grandmother, Um, We used to go to her house for dinner. I don't remember if it was every Sunday or every other Sunday, um, but it was always tons of fun. And she taught me to crochet, and she she wanted me to do it right. So if I made a mistake, she'd pull it out. And if I made a mistake and she didn't notice and I kept going, she'd pull it out. And my father would have to, like, you know, sit on his hands and, like, try not to say anything because he didn't want her pulling out all that stuff I had just done. But this was his grandmother, so he wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> right. But, I mean, yeah, I, I'm i glad she did because to this day if I make a mistake, even if it's like five rows back on a blanket and if if it makes me unhappy, I will just pull it out and i'll keep going once i've pulled it out and everything's fine because that's the way i learn <laughs> so you know Now, did you when you
0: learned did you keep going or did you you find it frustrating and is it something you came back to in as, adult, as um, an I adult um i learned
1: i i kept going for a little while and then um and then i didn't for a while and then after then when i was in undergrad i i picked it up again i made a um I crocheted a blanket for my godfather, a a chevron blanket. And Mm -hmm. I was a theater major at at, um, DePaul University in Chicago. And the actual theater was in downtown Chicago, but the university was in Lincoln Park, Chicago. So it was like a 20-minute bus ride. And we had this bus that said DePaul University Theater School across it. (laughs) We used to have to wait in the parking lot for the bus to arrive. And so I'm crocheting away And everybody kept making fun of me for crocheting this blanket And one day, it's in the middle of the Chicago winter And I'm crocheting this blanket in the parking lot Waiting for the bus to arrive Apparently the bus had broken down And so we're all waiting in the parking lot And before I know it, like the entire cast and crew Is trying to gather under the half-made blanket I have (laughs) And they're all going, crochet faster, crochet faster Nobody made fun of me for crocheting (laughs) after that
0: (laughs) I love that you know, a lot of well, you know, you worked in the theater, as did I. A lot of
1: theater people knit and
0: crochet because, you know, if you're in the first scene and you're in the tenth scene, you need something to do back there that's quiet and you know doesn't involve you leaving the building. So it's it's mm-hmm. interesting to me how many how many actors and crew members do knit and crochet just because it's something quiet to do backstage.
1: Yeah, and, and after undergrad, I had been um, I was teaching i was working at a university running their costume department and i taught a lot of the the actors and the crew members how to crochet because it was something to pass the time crochet and play cribbage those were the two things i taught <laughs> everybody how to do well you know i've always <laughs> wanted to learn how to play cribbage so you may have to teach me that the next time we hang out cool everyone to lancaster fiber festival
0: Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, And I know some of you are waiting to hear if you've won the class for Lancaster Fiber Festival. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you listen. I'm going to make you listen for a few more minutes before I announce the winner. (laughs) So there. Um, So aside from the fact that we're all going to be at Lancaster Fiber Festival next week, and it's going to be very cool, um, tell me about your blog, which is Jesse at Home, which I love. And tell me what goes on over there, because I know you're mostly crochet, but you're not only crochet. So yeah, um, um,
1: what, what do people like to look at when they come onto your blog? Well, the blog is about it's 11 years old, and um, it has definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. evolved.
0: I had no idea.
1: I had no idea you had been doing it that long. I started it when my twins were three months old and my family is spread out across the world. So it was a way for me to share pictures and stories of my kids with my family so I didn't have to keep emailing them to like 50 zillion people who kept asking, you know, because this was like pre-Facebook. And so it started off as that, and then I started reading other people's blogs, and people had, like, crafts and stuff on their blogs. So I was like, oh, well, that's fun, and I was making things for my kids, so I put that on, and and I made a blanket for my kids, so I put that on. And I was like, oh, well, people like the pattern, so I put that on. And it just kind of became what it is, and then – in two thousand thirteen we had just bought a house and my husband's a teacher and there was a, a no contract and a pay freeze and all that crud that goes on with teachers that just makes you miserable. And um I either had to go out and get a real job while the kids were in school or turn my blog into something. So I decided to monetize my blog and turn it into a business. <laughs> so now it's um I have I have one pattern a week uh, the first week of the month, it's a knit pattern. The rest of the month, it's a crochet pattern. I do roundups that are usually crochet centered, and then I do tons of other crafts. I usually do like one little origami post a month with the the traditional origami patterns that aren't copywritten. I'm obviously not going to make the new ones that are. <laughs> um, and I, you know, very I review different crafts and I review books. Um, it's definitely the The majority of the content is crochet or yarn related, but I do lots of other crafts. And the girls even do um, reviews for for crafts themselves. We're reviewing a kids book. Um, we're making some crafts from the kids book tomorrow for the review. So. Well, pretty
0: soon they're going to have their own blog, and then they're going to you know steal
1: your traffic. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I'm just going to hire them to help me with mine. <laughs> Right. You, you have to
0: watch those young female entrepreneurs that we have all given birth to because they're you know, little loopy is working at Lancaster fiber festival next week now too. So I, I, I think heard all of I'm our, excited. Are, <laughs> she's, sorry, you know, she's rolled her eyes, but she's, she, you know, she's excited to come hang out with everybody too. You know, she's yeah. like, fine, I guess I'll cut. Yeah. But um, she's also bored. She's ready to go back to college. Um, she's recovered for those of you who have emailed me and asked which I appreciate she's recovering very nicely from her hip surgery but she is B-O-R-E-D and would like school to start <laughs> she just she hasn't been able to go to the gym and she hasn't been in class and she just hasn't been able to do anything and she's just bored which I think is the other reason we have convinced her to come to Lancaster we'll keep but, her entertained um, there yeah, yes absolutely um, so but you were talking about the the different things you do, which I think is cool from a crochet perspective. Do you feel like you have an area in which you con concentrate? Like I know when Kathy Lashley was on from Elk Studios, she said. Um, now I know recently she's done a couple garments, but when she was on, she said her people by and large preferred accessories, and she did a lot of accessories now. And I I had noticed, and you you stole my thunder there. You I was going to ask you about the kids crafts because I know no. <laughs> The kids' crafts are something you're really interested in, not just you know not just because you have the girls, but you know it certainly helps that you have people people the age of the uh of the uh, the people the age to appreciate the things that you you know you like to have fun with but do you think there is an aesthetic or a style or a theme to Jesse at home crochet patterns
1: um I like to do things a little different, you know, and if that means Mixing colors that people wouldn't mix, or um, making more asymmetrical patterns, or just coming up with an interesting way to connect pieces or just interesting shapes. i love I love looking at like um what's on the runway and finding really interesting shapes from that, and then being inspired mm-hmm. by some fabric creation on the runway. To create some sort of crochet or knit creation, and um, and even one time, like my one of my most popular patterns is um, the the uh, dragon tail cowl, which is knit, and I have a dragon tail scarf, which is crochet, and they were inspired by a rectangular wrap that I made and the way that I put it on the mannequin. Everybody loved the way that it looked on the mannequin, so I created something that. Looks that way without having to be folded into that shape. And that ended up being, to this day, one of my most popular patterns. So it's just kind of weird shapes speak to me <laughs> thing. <laughs> No, no,
0: I've I've been told we're not supposed to be, say weird. We're supposed to say non-traditional.
1: Oh, I'm, fine, weird. Weird. I'm totally fine with <laughs> weird. I'm totally fine with it. Weird works for
0: you, okay. okay? Weird is good.
1: All right. So, but
0: asymmetrical shapes, and the other thing, um, again, I think that is interesting about your work um is that you use a really wide range now you spoke to color but you also use a lot of different brands of yarn you use mass market stuff you use independent stuff you you seem to have a very eclectic eye for picking your materials is there something that guides that or is it just you know you have your idea in your head for your piece and you find the yarn that that speaks to the design
1: well um there's there's two there's there's a couple things um one I like to, I, I, fa- I found that my audience varies in what they like to use. Some of them like to go to the big box stores. Some of them like to go to the to the local yarn shops. So I like to kind of provi- provide a variety. Of course, people are welcome to, you know, sub yarn, check your gauge, and sub your yarn. Have fun with it. I I encourage that. Um, also, from a business point of view, I like to work with, if, if there's a company that's going to work with me that when I post a pattern in their yarn, they're going to share it on their social media as well, that obviously helps me business-wise, and so if I when I find those companies, those are companies that I go back to, um, and I just, I don't know, I mean, like, yeah, if, if, somebody, if somebody offered me some sort of awesome gig to use their yarn for an period of time I would probably go for it Um, but as long as that hasn't happened I love having the variety and just whichever one happens to speak to me sometimes I'll have a yarn and it'll speak to me and say I want to be this and so I'll do it and sometimes I'll come up with a design like I said from some picture of some fabric something I saw or even I had made a design I thought well what if I did this this and this to it instead and I'll have the design in mind, and then I'll look at my wallow yarn in my basement and see which yarn seems to work the best for that design. And then none of them will work, so I'll, you know, send an email out to somebody asking for more yarn.
0: <laughs> I, I was going to say, and then we wind up with more yarn anyway. <laughs>
1: yes, it's, exactly. Exactly. Uh...
0: Um, I had a laugh because my UPS guy laughs at all the big boxes that come here from yarn companies, but uh, because I am driving to Lancaster and Tamara Kelly, who's been on the show before and is joining us to do making types, because she's flying, had all of her yarn sent here. So.
1: <laughs> all my
0: usual stuff. And then I have four, four boxes that are sitting <laughs> nice. in the corner of mine living room, and she keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's like, it's okay, that's why I drive, a, you know, (laughs) well, they're not station maggots anymore, I drive a hatchback, but I'll have room, so, uh, (laughs) but yes, now I have all her yarn is here in my living room, in addition to all the yarn that I need to bring, and all the things I'm going to do, now, um, what are you... What are you doing at Lancaster Festival? I feel like I should know this, but I'm still trying to get my <laughs> own crap organized. Um, so I know you'll
1: well, be uh, hanging out in the make and take booth,
0: yeah? Or not? The um, media. actually, yeah.
1: in the on the doing the demo, doing the demos on the stage. I'm going to yeah, oh, do a couple cool. do of those. the stage.
0: I'm going to do a couple of those.
1: The themes are. Do you know what they're going to be? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I do, I do. I came up with that. <laughs> um, let's see if I can remember. Um, one is going to be actually an up-close one. We're going to do it at a table. I won't actually be on the stage. I'll be at the table, and I'll be able to do it a few times if there's too many, If there's a lot of people there. And it's going to be uh-huh. alternate, alternate starts for um, rows and rounds to the chain three for, for a double crochet row, row or round alternate starts. Because you know how the Ooh. chain three, when you start, kind of gives you that little space between the chain three and the next stitch. So yes. I've got a couple ways that I can, you can kind of get rid of that space. Um, so that's mm-hmm. one of them. Another one is um, Navajo or chain plying. When you take a skein of yarn and you take your one strand of yarn and you essentially turn it into three strands of yarn, and then you can knit and crochet with it, and you can turn it into these three strands of yarn as you go, so you can if you want to just triple your yarn but not use three different colors, you can do this all from one skein, and you do it as you, you that go. That's
0: fascinating because I spin a little, and I'm not very good at it, but it, because I don't do it for a living, I really enjoy it. It's very relaxing. It's like my yarn hobby since I, mm-hmm. I don't have a yarn hobby of knitting or crocheting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because it's 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 not it's my job now. It's not relaxing, but – um. I learned to Navajo or chain ply as a spinner to to ply my singles in that way, and then oh, I nice. have been noticing that people because well that's that's why I heard of it and then people like on chain plying my yarn I'm like how does that even work? Um, so I that's something I'm really fascinated by. But it also if you want to do something quickly, if you if you want a bulky or a super bulky, this is a really fast way to do it out of any commercial yarn that you have laying around. And you can Exactly, you know, and those you things are poly- so popular right now. Yeah, but I I I again, I think it's a really fascinating topic and I'm I'm very excited that you're going to be doing that live because I think that's going to open a lot of doors for a lot of people.
1: Yay! I'm glad I chose well. <laughs> and um no, the last one <laughs> the last one is um, How to Rescue Stained Yarn That's still in It's like ball tank or skein um, a, a couple of years ago I had a, My yarn lives In my basement And there was A mistake made by some contractors in my basement was covered in soot, including all of my yarn. So I have learned um, (laughs) what to do to rescue that. Because, you know, the people they send to your house to rescue your stuff when they get soot all over your house look at you like you are nuts when they see all your yarn. They're like, we don't know what to do with that.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. So
1: so now I do.
0: My parents' home, when they still had it, had a The heater, something happened in the vent of the heater, and it blew black soot all over the house. And they had to, as you said, they had to have professionals come in. And holy Pete, that was a disaster. So I oh oh can't imagine. Although I'm always I always joke I'm going to get rid of the yarn. I always feel like I'll just chuck it and start over. But of course I can't. All my friends (laughs) that are trying to help me unpack are like, well, why don't we just get rid of it? I can't do it. I cannot throw yarn away. (laughs) I cannot bring myself to do it. It is just not a thing. Um, Hang on. I was just looking at see. I got all distracted here. And I'm sewing pieces together. People, you know, the things that people don't know about get, getting loopy. If I'm doing getting loopy, I, there's something in my hand. I'm stitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sewing together items for a project that's coming out next year. Um, yeah, we're halfway through the show. So um, if you... Uh, so ahead of time, I drew a name for the free class at Lancaster Fiber Festival. Now, uh, we also Ooh. had five tickets to give away. So if you want a ticket, you're just going to get an email. Um, but I wanted to thank Caitlin Mall. You have won the free class at Lancaster Fiber Festival. So what I'm going to do, um, I'll probably do it first thing tomorrow morning, which is Tuesday. I will email you and Judith so you can find out from Judith where you can pick up your class. But um I think you get to pick. I'm pretty sure you get to pick whichever one you want. So, uh congratulations, Caitlin. And again, if you've won tickets, check your email. I will just send you an email out to those five people. But congratulations to Caitlin who has won a free class.
1: Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: boy, Jesse, I feel I'm, I'm I'm being a poor interviewer here because I feel like I'm uh I'm just dropping the ball here on the questions, but I, I you know, <laughs> Jesse and I like, we like to chit <laughs> I'm, I'm th- chat. I'm trying to think of things that, you know, Jesse has told me that might be interesting to have told you. who Actually, one of the other things I wanted to ask about, because I'm fascinated by this, um, and I know that you didn't do it this last month, but you have produced events before. You have done like yarn tastings and stuff like that. Yes, um, my yarn and wine tastings. And, I, again, I think it's on my mind because I always feel like I need to do something else besides write books because, you know, I feel like everything (laughs) I do is intellectual property and this is maybe not the best way to make a living anymore. But, um, I think it's fascinating that you produced events too. And, and, um, from an event, God, if Lancaster hears me, they're going to have a spasm. Um, Lancaster is new this year and there's a couple other new things, but, um, did you enjoy that? Did you think that it was something cool that you would want to do again? Or was it a big, enormous amount of frustration? You know, what kind of, how did that work out for you, Jess? Well, I loved it. In,
1: it's... In how you came to the conclusion and,
0: and, you know, if you would ever do it again.
1: Well, um, I, I absolutely good. loved it. It was a yarn and wine tasting, and I've done two of them now. Um, The second one didn't didn't sell as many tickets as the first one but we did it on Labor Day weekend and I think we just chose poorly for our weekend Um, because everybody who went still had a fabulous time Um, so I think if we did it again we would choose a better weekend. The first one we did we sold out and it was a ton of fun. The people who own the winery my husband has been friends with them. He met their son when they were in like middle school so he's been friends with them his entire life and we were just you know hanging out with them one night and just started talking and i was like you know what would be fun (laughs) and and, and i was like we should do a yarn and wine tasting and they're like that would be fun (laughs) so we did um so you know doing with people you like definitely helps um yeah and and um yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I found a lot of sponsors, so we were able to do lots of giveaways and have goodie bags, and so there was a lot of value to it because you got the, you got the the wine tasting, obviously, you got the yarn tasting. Um, at the end, everybody got to share the yarn that was at the table. Everybody left with goodie bag with door pri with goodie bags, and there was enough door prices. in at, at all of the events. There was always enough door prices for everybody to get at least one. Um, my my worry about doing it continually is I don't want to, I don't want to bleed dry my sponsors. You know, I kind of right. And, just, and it's know. it's really. I had I I ran into a, one of my sponsors at an event I was at a couple months ago, and um, and she asked if I was doing it again, and I and I said, you know, I was thinking maybe doing it like every other year or something. I was like I don't want to just keep asking sponsors for stuff and. And she's like, are you kidding? You could do it every year. I'd give you stuff every single year if you did it. So, you know, maybe I need to reevaluate my, my thought process on if I'm asking for too much stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm never sure how that works. <laughs> so that's kind of my, my sticking point right now is when am I asking for too much stuff from sponsors? How often should I do this?
0: I, I would you know? hope. I mean, I don't know the answer because, as you know, it's just it's crazy and it's different for every person. I would hope. That if we approached the sponsor and said, you know, I'd like to have this thing, that if they didn't want to, they'd say no. You know, yeah, I they, mean, they I, certainly do. I, they they feel free to say no. They're <laughs> yeah, not fine with that. I, mean, <laughs> I wonder. I I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. I, I uh, somebody approached me about doing an event here in Wilmington, North Carolina and helping participate with them on that. And I thought, well, I'm happy to go. I'm happy to teach. But, boy, I don't know. That seems like such a lot of work to uh, <laughs> to get all that together. So on the blog, so you have a free pattern every week, and you have your book reviews. And the other thing I thought was interesting, I wanted to talk about your patterns. Because, again, hearing all kinds of things about um, – You know, for a while, everything was blog, 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 and then before that, everything was paid pattern. Um, Now, you do both, and I think this is fascinating. And my understanding is the reason is because people that like your patterns and they want to use them over and over and over again, they don't want to have to go to the blog, you know, and scroll past the ads and all that kind of stuff. So you have a PDF patterns available on Ravelry. Now, do you do that with all of your patterns or just the most popular ones?
1: Um, I started doing it a couple years ago, and I am. And so everything since I started doing it, I've I've done. It happens with all the patterns since I started, and I've been working back into my past ones and doing it as well into the ones that happened before. Then it's just it's a process. <laughs> it takes a while, and I definitely get a lot more done during the school year than I do during the summer because during the summer, you know, we do a lot of things as family. Since my husband is a teacher. Um, He's home too. My kids obviously are home, so we and we do a lot more stuff. But um, yeah, I, I I do intend to eventually have all of them that way. I have paid patterns that are only paid, but my free crochet patterns are available on Ravelry, Craftsy, and Etsy, um, and they're all they're all just two dollars if you want to go that route. Because obviously, I've taken the time to make the PDF, and also if you're viewing it from the PDF, I'm not getting paid by my advertisers. So that's how I make up the fact that my advertisers aren't paying me, is by you paying me the $2 for the PDF. So everybody wins. You can either get it for free with ads or pay $2 and not have ads. (laughs) But I think it's a very
0: cool idea because it enables you to – get your product in front of everybody, you know? Right, exactly. You know, here's you know, it's... the whole thing, guys. You have a choice. If you want to, yeah. you know, have it so you can print it out and stick it in your binder and that's how you like to work, then, you know, here's two bucks, which is a bargain. Because yeah. a lot of, you know, uh, my I don't have anything that's two bucks. You know, all my paid patterns are 5 and $6. Dollars and I'm noticing now the norm, I... I've had people come up to me and say, you know, the newer people are charging more money, uh, which I've is seen interesting. That. I've well, seen that but most of my pay patterns, patterns
1: are five or six.
0: Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but it seems now the going rate seems to be between six and eight. You know. Yeah, and, and I, I have noticed. Yeah. And I go back and forth. It's like I don't want to price myself out of the market, but, um, you know. It's interesting. Do you if you make them really cheap, do you sell enough more of them to you know, does your volume pick up if they're $2 to the point? And I'm not talking about you specifically, it's just sort of a general question because in your case, the choice is, do I want this for free and I will go to the blog and I will compensate the designer by, you know, clicking an ad or or giving her traffic or whatever, or do I want to pay the 2 bucks? I don't have the ads. I can keep it on my Kindle or, you know, whatever, iBook, yeah. and just scroll. So so there's that choice. But I think for people who are doing primarily paid, it's, you know, do I make it cheap and hope to sell more of them <laughs> to, I mean, there's a knit designer out there that's selling $20 sweater patterns, and her position is they're worth it. And she'd rather sell fewer patterns at $20 a piece than more patterns at, you know, $5 a piece. Yeah. But it's an interesting, it's an interesting Boy, this market just never stays still. You feel like, hey, <laughs> okay, I got it now. I understand what's happening, and I'ma go do it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. And and I think about it. I I think about it too. I think about the cost of my PDFs for my free patterns. And like, should I be charging three dollars for them? You know, because some people I. I know people who who do the same thing as I do, and some of them only charge a dollar, and some of them charge two dollars, and some of them charge two ninety nine, you know, <laughs> because it's not quite three. Right. Um, but you know, I think I'm happy with the three. But I do have my paid patterns, which you know, my most expensive paid patterns. I have two knit patterns that are twelve dollars and fifty cents, and I still sell. I've sold plenty of them. They're they're up there in my top five patterns. Um, him, which makes me think which I should awesome. be charging more for them. <laughs>
0: but now, but you don't know, you know, you never know. At what point do you screw things up? <laughs> Start exactly. Things, you know? So what makes you decide whether something's going to be a free pattern on the blog or if it's going to be a paid pattern? Is it, is it a time thing? Is it a complexity? Like if it's going to take me 800 hours to do this pattern, then by God, they're going to pay me for it. Or again, is there sort of an overriding aesthetic about what turns into a paid and what turns into free?
1: It's mostly a time thing. Those twelve dollars and fifty cent patterns each took me six months to go from, um, you know, I'm going to design this pattern to having because they they um, run over a multiple of sizes. The the there's a kids version that's. Um, from toddler to um I think child's 14 and there's an adult version that's from extra small to 5x and I wanted at least every other size to have a sample made so I had testers for e- for all of those sizes um right so the whole process took at least 6 months and just like the the adult version the the one that I made for the pattern took me 200 hours um to oh, make
0: right.
1: yeah a lot. Yeah, it's a big it's a big old coat. It's a big coat with a full circle skirt. Um Yeah, well I've seen you wear it, I like that. <laughs> yes. And, and I always get stopped. But um it's it's mainly the decision as to whether something's gonna be free or paid, a lot of that does have to do with time. If it's going to take me a really long time, It'll be a paid pattern, and it then ends up, of course, taking me even longer because I need to still be getting my free patterns in in between. Um, and then sometimes no. it's uh-huh. – No, go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay. Sometimes it's also – if it's something that I think is just really incredibly unique and I don't see anything else out there like it um, – even if it's not incredibly time-consuming, then I'll make it a paid pattern as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've already lost my train of thought. I guess I should have interrupted. (laughs) (laughs) It's already gone. Oh, Um, no. Oh, it was a really good question. (laughs) Of
1: course it was. (laughs) Of course it was. Those are the ones that Um, always go away. Oh,
0: crap. It's my brain. I'm telling you this, you know, and uh, getting older, man, it only gets worse. That's all I have to say about
1: <laughs> that. Oh, let's see. We had the big old fairy coat and knitting and paid patterns. and I don't know.
0: It's gone. Um, so, gone. wait, I almost have it. Newsletter. I was going to ask you, is there a newsletter oh. and how should people... Um, that want to be apprised of your new work when it comes up. Is there a newsletter, or should they just go to the blog?
1: Tell them, tell them all your places they can find you.
0: That's Absolutely. The
1: best way to find me everywhere and to sign up for my newsletter is to go to com, my blog, and at the very top, right across the top, there's a spot that says, um, you know, sign up for my newsletter, and then there are social media links for Craftsy and Ravelry and Etsy and for... Pinterest and Instagram and YouTube and, and everything and then um if you're somebody new to learning to crochet, if you look at the menu underneath my little Jesse at home title, um, there's even a link that says learn to crochet and there's like you there's a YouTube video that teaches you how to chain stitch and then there's a couple patterns and videos that show you things that you can make if all you can do is chain stitch and then there's a youtube video that shows you how to do single crochet and a couple of patterns that teach you what that have just slip chain stitch and single crochet and it kind of builds on itself so um that's a fun resource as well it's oh, all well, right there cool. on the blog I yeah i love that idea how did you come up with the name Justy at home um we well we i like just started of off go ahead it started off, um just as a way for me to share pictures and stories of my kids and I'm Jesse and I was a stay at home mom, so Jesse at home seemed to to work. <laughs> it just kinda happened. And thankfully it doesn't really you know, it's still it still fits. I'm still Jesse and I'm still working from home, so it it still fits. It doesn't like I didn't have to change it when I started adding crafty stuff and turned it into a business and everything.
0: Uh, which, again, which is an interesting point because um, we talk about branding a lot on this show. We were talking when Karen Holy was on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about, you know, she's been through three name changes in the, you know, 20 years that she's been in the business. So, uh, again, I, I don't know whether it was luck or kismet, but it's interesting that your – Name is very recognizable and it's very you and it works but um you know you could be doing you know clay pottery and gardening you know it still would kind of work with the with the brand name that you came up with
1: exactly so as my as my blog involved, has evolved i haven't had to change the name, which is nice because you know that can cause some issues i've definitely gone through several logos I'm very happy with the logo I have right now um mm-hmm. it's just it's I was trying so hard to come up with a logo and I couldn't decide and then I was like you know brush brush lettering was really popular and and Tamara Kelly was like, she had just learned to do some brush lettering. She's like, what if you did something like this? And she like, she's like, you just need to find somebody who's much better at brush lettering than I am. And she does. She shows me this little idea, and I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I'm like, really? I can have somebody, like, do that for me? And she's like, yeah, totally. Take it. It's yours. So then I found somebody who I knew was a great brush letter and brush, brush letterer and threw some money at them, and they drew it really pretty for me and so i have this great logo and i absolutely love that Tamara designed it because she's really my closest crochet friend um Mm -hmm. so it's you know it's kind of a little thing that connects her as well which makes me happy
0: that is wonderful i um the first hook life hook for life has a crochet specific logo and a knit specific logo and the crochet specific logo was drawn by a marketing person the first time I went to a small business administration class. And a marketing (laughs) person doodled it on the back of a napkin and handed it to me. And then I hired somebody to do it. And then once the crochet version was done, we did the knit version. But again, it's funny how just, you know, a little idea from a friend or a colleague can, uh, you know, can can turn into something that is with us for our entire lives. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, we only have four minutes left to go. So is there anything else you want to? I know it goes really quick. I remember (laughs) when the show was a half an hour, and I don't know how we did it. Um, (laughs) Is there uh, anything you wanted to tell the nice people that I didn't bring up?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. I've just this whole thing has been an an an, I was gonna say an excellent adventure, which is just you know I'm an '80s (laughs) child. So, yeah, so I know, and then we'll get for, you know, copyright. Oh, yeah, <laughs> never mind. It's been a really fun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, yeah, I just, I love the people that I've met through this. You know, my very first conference I ever went to was when I met you, and you were just so super nice. I had entered the design competition, and and you just really, you know, made sure that I knew what was going on. And when suddenly I had people wanting to buy designs from me, you were one of the ones who was there looking out for me and making sure that I knew what was going on because I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and it's just Aww. it's so refreshing to to be to be in an industry where those sort of people are the majority, you know, and I I just really love that about about this group of people. So, I'm so happy that my life has stumbled me to this point. <laughs>
0: well, I, I wouldn't say stumbled, but that and that's a really <laughs> that's a really cool point and I know Charles is going to listen and yell at me for saying this, but um It's really interesting also that it is a women dominated industry. And Kathy Lashley, uh, so you guys know that are listening because we talked about it. The CGOA conference was a couple of weeks ago, and I was unable to attend this year, although I'm going next year or die trying um, because it's back on the East Coast. So, yay! yay. (laughs) Yay, yeah, for all us East Coasters. But Kathy posted a picture. That you and Tamara and she and um, Elena from Beatrice Ryan Designs and Jennifer Plunk and like our circle of friends, but she had this picture up and you're all just you know standing around chit chatting or whatever, but the caption she wrote really knocked me out, which is this is what women lifting each other's businesses up looks like. hmm And I thought, boy, that's that's right and that's cool and that's amazing and how interesting that she. Um, she sort of called that out in the way that she did because I don't. I get frustrated when people say, "Oh, I can't believe this terrible thing happened in the knitting industry or the yarn industry or the crochet industry." Because you know, knitters are so nice and crocheters are so nice and yarn people. You know, there's jerks everywhere, people. Yeah. You know, it's not like because because I have crochet hook or because I have knitting needles or because you know my car's full of yarn. It doesn't make me a good person. It it you know there's jerks everywhere but I think it does increase
1: the chances that you're a good person though I see and I agree with that And the thing and I
0: have said this repeatedly um, considering I'm in this business I'm sort of a dinosaur the fact that you and Tamara (laughs) and Kathy and Elena and Jennifer and Sarah from repeat after me you know you guys have been so welcoming and it's so cool to hear you tell this story about like you were trying to make your way in my world, and you remember me helping you. But I also feel like I'm trying to make my way in yours, and you guys helped me too. And I, it is amazing to me how that all works because there yeah, are there,
1: so so many. Aspects there wouldn't be there wouldn't be a so world for us to make our way. There wouldn't be a crochet world for us to make our way in if you guys hadn't started in the first place.
0: Oh God, now I'm going to get all weepy. <laughs> <laughs> We have to get Sarah on the show so she can see the um, sing the MBOG song one more time. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. All right, I'm going to stop telling in joke. Uh, just there was a, a convention in which cocktails were imbibed and uh, <laughs> our darling. Sarah, Sarah from Repeat Crafter Me uh, called – a lot of the bloggers call me OG, original gangster if you're not from New York and don't listen to rap. Somebody said, what does that mean, old gal? I was like, bite me. I'm not that old. Um, but it means OG. It means original gangster. Like, uh, It's a term of respect for rappers that started the industry. And so Sarah sang B&B is an OG song one night, and she's now going to be mad at both of us for telling that story. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> All right, please go to jessyathome.com.com. dot com, not yep. dot, anything else. Okay, No. again, I know some of our friends have really long blog names like me. So, <laughs> Jesse, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to mute your mic and say goodnight to the people, so say goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, we'll have you again soon, and I'll see you at Lancaster Fiber Festival. All right, and now it's Jessie's giggling, and I have hung up on her. Um, so thank you for to Jessie Rayat for coming on the show, com, And as she said, uh, you can sign up for her newsletter, and you can find out about all her socials up across the top of her blog. So you can go check her stuff out, and also on Ravelry and Etsy. Um, so no show next week because I'm traveling. I'm iffy about the 20th. Oh, I started to say before. So Ray Blackledge from Premier Yarns was supposed to be here August 20th. She has moved back to the 27th. Um, She really does want to be on the show. I feel like I've been promoing her forever. But honestly, it's because this new yarn that is coming out from Premier that is aimed specifically at crocheters. She is so excited to share with us all about it. And I'm really excited to hear about it. But she doesn't want to talk about it until it's, um, you know, in the stores. She doesn't want us to hear all about it, and then we can't get it yet. So uh, it's going to launch in mid-August. So she's going to come on the show August 27th and tell us all about it. Um, If you see us at Lancaster Fiber Festival, me or Jesse or Tamara or Little Loopy or any of the rest of us, please come out and give us a shout. We are going to try and do some Facebook Live, some YouTube Live. We'll be posting, all of us will be posting on Instagram. Um... So so check us out because, again, first-time show, we want to give it a lot of love. Um, but because Tamara will be there and Jesse and myself and Little Loopy, we will all be posting on the socials and letting you all know what you missed if you're not there. But hopefully you're not going to miss it. You're going to come and see us. And uh, so definitely back August 27th with Ray from Premiere and probably the 20th if I can scam a guest. Um, once again, gettingloopy2.0 at gmail.com. If you want to request a guest or volunteer as tribute, if you're a big time listener of the show and you are in the crochet industry and you want to come on and be a guest, let me know. Save me some steps. And uh, please follow me on the socials Hooked for Life LLC on Pinterest. Hooked for, no maybe. I don't know. Social shares are on my blog, hookedforlifepublishing.com slash blog. I'm going to stop babbling and hang up. We'll see you all soon. Good night.